drive around Hollywood neighborhoods and you can see buildings and structures that have been around since the development of the city. The Art Deco structure, opulent colors, and even their unique designs can almost tell stories of Hollywood's golden era. Many of these structures were owned by major production companies to house fresh and new upcoming stars during their transitional period into Hollywood and fame. Within time, the structures have seen many deaths, suicides, misfortunes, and even strange occurrences. Eventually, they were passed down to different owners and were bought up by different companies to turn them into public apartments. There is that saying though, if these walls can talk. In a lot of these dwellings, they literally do. Press your ear against the wall and you might hear something. Could it be an old Hollywood resident from the golden era trying to communicate from beyond the grave? Or is it something else? We also talk about what famous Hollywood apartment was the influence for Disneyland's famous ride, the Hollywood Tower of Terror. We talk about this and much more on Hollyweird Paranormal's Haunted Hollywood Apartments. Sign the lease, if you dare. Welcome back to Hollywood Paranormal. So we have a very special little treat for you. So we're going to do something different. Changing it? We are. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about some haunted Hollywood apartments. We're going to be dropping some Hollywood street knowledge on these (laughs) crazy little places that hold a lot of mystery Mm -hmm. and a lot of history as well so i like that (laughs) i know i know i just feel like you know a paranormal gangster right now (laughs) (laughs) i love it a spiritual gangster so uh bryce have you ever lived in a haunted apartment or rented uh you know a room in one (laughs) no not not that I would consider haunted. Maybe a little terrifying, but not for paranormal reasons, I don't think. <laughs> it was just It was just bad dirty. roommates. Yeah, it was just bad. Um, no, I don't think I ever have lived in... I've. Yeah, I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. Unless I'm just hardcore suppressing it right now. Right. <laughs> Which is possible. Which, it could have been possible, I don't know. But I like to, you know, just, you know, just pan it off to my crazy roommates. I love it. And all of us had one or two or several before. Many, Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've lived in one. I, I know I was telling you about the mm-hmm. story of my apartment, the first apartment that I moved into mm-hmm. in West Hollywood. So um, just to give you a little short story, mm-hmm. I have two actually. Ooh. One for my husband, which was even scarier. His oh experience God. would never come close to what I'm about to, to share with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, a friend of mine helped me get an apartment in her complex in West Hollywood. It's very nice. Very, very nice because it is a bitch to find I places know. to live, especially oh with God. parking. Parking, I know. That's the real horror. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, good grief. Looking for parking in L.A., that is, it is haunting us all. Look, I was right. I was like, don't mind. It didn't come with a washer and dryer unit or it didn't have a facility. I was like, I don't care. Sacrifices, mm-hmm. sacrifices. You but really... it had. My, I had a parking spot. Damn. So she helps me get this, this place. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's amazing. So as you guys heard in the intro as well, a lot of these apartments in Hollywood, and you can tell by the structure, mm-hmm. by the color and the design, they were built in the 30s. Some of them even in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Some of them even older. Yeah. So a lot of them have been you know, bought out by different companies, but they were owned by major production companies sure. to house up-and-coming stars. Mm-hmm. And when they became bigger and better, they shipped them up to bigger and bigger and better places, or they kicked them out and sent them back home if they weren't making any money wow. off of them, which is primarily the case. So I find out that this apartment was owned by either Paramount or MGM. Whoa. One of those two. Big I dogs. believe it was Paramount because they are closer mm-hmm. to our complex. And um, so this story my friend shared with me because we got to talking one evening after a friend of mine who is a clairvoyant visited Mm. me in my apartment and we were just talking about, you know, the paranormal. And he was even mentioning to me 
that there's a lot of energy that comes in and out of this complex like our our complex at the time like there was just so many energies as entering and exiting Mm -hmm. as if they were revisiting interesting and i told him you know i always felt like i was being observed or i felt like there's always something around me but i never seen or felt anything negative there are times where my front door would open by itself no (laughs) he told me yeah that's pretty much what they're doing they're just coming in to visit I mean, so many people lived in this complex, mm-hmm. even like Chaz Bono. Oh, wow. Post, you know, Sonny Bono. Mm-hmm. So Chaz Bono lived there in the 90s. And then I find out through one of my friends who's living there that got me the apartment that a very famous starlet used to live there. And it was Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. So her story starts in 2005. And she's moving into this new apartment. And she's it's her first time alone. And she is moving her stuff with her parents. Her parents are carrying boxes. She's carrying this painting of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And this woman across the street, this older woman, notices the painting. And she said, oh, my God, that's Marilyn. I love her. And she said, yes, I'm a big fan. And the woman tells her, yes, she used to live in that apartment that you're moving into. No way. Yes. And, of course, my friend flipped mm-hmm. out. So her and the woman start to talking, and the woman tells her, yeah, she used to live here when she was just starting out. Mm -hmm. The um, production company owned this place. It owned the complex at one point. And Marilyn was living in it for about two years Mm -hmm. before she really broke big. Sure. And the woman tells her, yeah, like, you know, I worked down the street at the school, and every time I would, you know, go to work or come from work I would always see her walk in and out we would always stop and say hi had small talk she was a really really nice woman mm-hmm. and and then she, of course she moved out and you know became this big became, bombshell yeah. yeah so my friend is so excited with this news yeah. it's meant to be she struck it big so she is in her apartment unboxing her stuff she decides to put the picture in front of her bed so she, you know, hammers a nail into a wall. Mm-hmm. She's trying to angle the picture. The picture keeps on slanting to the right. Mm-hmm. And she's given up at this point. She's like, I'm hangry right now. I need to eat. We've been moving all day. Ugh, the worst. She leaves the, the picture slanted. Mm-hmm. They go out. They have dinner. They come back. She notices that the picture is now aligned. Oh, my God. <laughs> a tidy ghost? Come on. <laughs> Oh, my God. OCD, you need to, like, align this yeah. photo. <laughs> or I'll haunt you. Or I'll haunt you. <laughs> so she asks the parents, like, did you fix this photo? Mm. Did you pick, fix this painting for me? And the, and the parents are like, no, we've been in the kitchen unboxing your plates. Oh, my God. Right. So the she has, like, she just has no explanation for it. She just kind of writes it off, but she's it's still in the back of her mm-hmm. mind, right? But there have been times where she feels a presence there. She has felt like something's there with her. Wow. And it's not negative, but she has felt like something is there. Mm-hmm. So my friend would always leave the TV on at night. It would help her go to sleep. So in the morning when she wake up, the television on is on so she can watch The View. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, <love laughs> I know. Priorities. She had a stra- priorities. She had, she had like, you know, strategy right there. We She's all like, have <laughs> our routine. Like, exactly. Get it. So she would fall asleep <laughs> to the television and then wake up and watch The View. And um, there have been times where she would wake up and the television would be off. And she would double check, did I have it on a timer? Mm. Did I roll over on the remote? Yeah. Did I turn it off? No, the remote was always on her dresser. Oh, no. I know. And I would always see, like, the television on through her apartment. And um, so I know, like, you know, she wasn't making any of this right. up. And then she ends up getting a cat. So the cat, whose name is Sammy Davis Jr., because it's a beautiful brown chocolate cat, mm. would start to see, like, it would just start to stare out in corners of the apartment. Oh, God. I hate when they, I really do. I hate when they do that. Like, can you stop staring at the devil? Thanks. Thanks. I'm um. busy. Thank you. 
<laughs> don't look there. Here, play with this toy. My play roommate's with, cat play does that, and he's I on painkillers right now, so he's no. really doing it, and it's terrible. You don't know if those things are like making him even more sensitive. I know it's so creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, they can automatically they can see more spectrum of light than we oh, can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So who knows what else those little devils are seeing? Like, because cats are so crazy. They are. They are. Lord knows what they're seeing and that we can't. <gasps> right. So it at times is looking at different corners of the room like oh something's there. Sammy, no. I know, Samus Davis Jr., please. So one day she notices that the cat, it looked like it was playing with something. And at oh. first she thought it was a spider. Was it a fly? Mm. No, it was, because it, it just looked like someone was playing with it. Oh my God. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm going to grab him. I'm going to grab him. We're going to, you know, we're going to do something else. Like she was kind of freaked out by it. But yeah, that was like her her haunted oh apartment story. Does she still live there? <laughs> she moved out in two thousand. Good. Good. Get <laughs> your cat and two, leave. She moved out in two thousand and twelve. It was her time to leave. I mean, it was a beautiful apartment complex. I loved it. We were in walking distance of Boys Town, in West Ooh. Hollywood. We were in walking distance of the clubs, the bars, everything. The ghosts. And I, ghosts. You ha. name it. I mean, it was there. <laughs> so. We were in walking distance at the Viper Room, the oh, Whiskey wow. Globe. I mean, it was prime location. At the time, I think I was paying, no, yeah, we were paying 980 a month. 980, what does that get you? A room that you a share with three other people. A cardboard box on a sidewalk? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't get you anything. A room that you have to share with three other people now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't. In, the, in Hollywood, like in West Hollywood, 980 will get you nothing. Get a closet, you nothing. maybe. Yeah, well. It, don't, it will not get you a parking spot. I can I, guarantee you that. Yeah, it, no, yeah, it's true. I found out that now the apartment goes for 1185 Easily, I was going to say. And now it does, yeah. I was, and it was rent controlled. Oh, I loved it. Oh it was the God. best three years of my transition into California into Los Angeles. I miss it to this very day. It was rent controlled and you left? And I, well, You're crazy. whenever you meet the love of your life. <laughs> and I, you know, I met a boy who's, you know, from the valley. Boys ruin everything. They do. <laughs> Just kidding. That's so sweet. <laughs> he turned me into a valley girl, so. It, welcome. welcome. I know. To the welcome to the valley. We're, There's actually ample parking here. Yeah, we're more, really so. cool up here. Yeah, a little more affordable. It's getting higher now. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. It's not rent controlled in a lot of these places. No, no it is not. <laughs> and even it was like, it came with a ghost. It came with a poltergeist. Mm-mm, it would still not be rent controlled. No. no, 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 no. So I wanted to also share my husband's story oh, real quick. God. Because this one is even more crazy. Oh, great. And I wanted him to like be a special guest, but he's very shy. So Aww, I'm going to share Charlie. this story on his behalf because he tells me the story. I always like bug him to share it with me because it's super scary. But um, it gives me goosebumps still to this very day. So my husband, um, years and years ago, he had a friend that lived in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. So that's like further in the valley. <laughs> way out there guys I think it's now affordable to live in Woodland Hills yeah. what you would pay for an apartment back in 2009 in West Hollywood is probably what you would pay there now <laughs> it's ridiculous gentrification but, um, <laughs> ruining everything so he was he had a friend and he would always stay at this friend's apartment mm-hmm. and um, the apartment was built in the 60s so it did look a little old True. but the parents um, and his friend like, they've lived there for years and years I want to say like 10 Whoa. 12 years so there was this one night he was sleeping in an extra bedroom mm. and he kind of woke up and felt as though he was levitating. And he, the way he describes it, he's like, I felt like I was floating above the mattress. No. Like I could feel it. I didn't feel the mattress beneath me. Oh it felt God. like, and he shows me physically, it looked like two to three feet oh my God. that he was levitated. The worst part is he can't move. He can't scream or say anything. Oh, my God. He's paralyzed vocally. He's paralyzed physically. And I even asked him, I'm like, did you feel like you were dreaming? He's like, no, I, I was awake. But the weirdest thing is I could not say anything. And I even, I even asked him, like, did you ever suffer from sleep paralysis? No. Oh, and no. I know for a fact he doesn't, you know, because right. we're married now. He doesn't. And he said, that's the only time I've ever felt that way was in this apartment. Oh my God. So after that happened, like he, he tried to play it off. Sure. He doesn't believe in this stuff. 
no matter how many times mm-hmm. things like this happen to my husband and they have more than once, he still doesn't believe. He writes it off as, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Maybe alien. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was an alien. I believe in that stuff, but not, you know, of a presence. Yeah, we all, I think a lot of, that's like people's tendency is you try and like rationalize it off. Yeah, and rational out of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was trying to rationalize like what could it, I mean, anything that I've seen that's been like quote paranormal, right? That has always been my instinct is like no, like especially I was raised so religiously, like we do not believe in that kind no. of stuff. So it's like no, you like can't. Exp- and then eventually, like when you can no longer explain it, or that the only explanation is okay, but I'm seeing a ghost. Like there's no other explanation. Mm-hmm. It's like such a crazy feeling. So maybe that just hasn't happened for him yet. You know what I mean? Like that exactly. experience, it's been like enough. Mm-hmm. But I totally get that because I do the same thing. We're like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I can explain it. I can it's explain normal. It. There's a logical explanation yeah. for us. I'm going to take science's side, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I believe it, it was the next morning or a couple of days after he's having breakfast with, you know, his friend and his mm-hmm. dad. And, you know, they ended up talking about what happened. And he even asked his, you know, the dad, hey, um, have you been experiencing anything else that's mm-hmm. been weird in this apartment? And the dad immediately says, yes. <gasps> oh, yes. We ignore it. What we experience is um, we see shadowy figures no. in the corner of our eye. I would see movement in the hallway. I would think it's one of my family members there. I call out to them. No one answers. I'll walk around the apartment. No one's there. There's this one instance where um, the dad was doing work on the computer and he saw what it looked like a shadowy figure like walking back and forth down the hallway and out of nowhere he hears the faucet in the bathroom turn on. Oh my God. As if someone was taking a bath. Mm-hmm. He goes in the bathroom, he calls out, no answer. He goes in the bathroom, the faucet's on, no reason, turns it off and you know, he he's kind of, he's freaked out yeah. but he's like, no, no, I'm I'm not going to feed into it. Mm-hmm. I'm really not going to feed into it. Mm-hmm. So their, their whole method is just to write it off, mm-hmm. just ignore it. Because in a lot of these cases, like if you feed it energy or if you feed it attention, it's going to give you attention back pretty mm-hmm. much. So for them, they've been dealing with it for almost a decade and more. So that is my husband's like oh haunted apartment story. Not necessarily in Hollywood, but that's so crazy though for the dad to just immediately like, yes, I know what we were talking about, and not to like write him off mm-hmm. or like not know what he's. That's so creepy. Yeah, and the dad was experiencing more of it. Yeah. Than the wife and the friend, like Oof. his friend. Yeah, it was. It, it's intense. Like he even mentions too. Like it's an intense feeling at Leave times. Leave my faucets alone. I know, and I even asked my husband, "Do you think you know it could be someone who passed away in that apartment? Like mm. maybe someone who passed away in the in the late '60s or '70s or '80s or something?" And you know, my husband said, "I don't know. Maybe it could be, but we don't know what else it could have been." Oh my god. Yeah, they don't want to like, you know, label it as sure. an entity. You know, they don't believe in it. Wow. Or even though it's happening to them, they refuse to believe in it, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good defense mechanism in a way, like, either for your own psyche or to not engage with it. Just like, no, we're not going to give in to that. No. We're not going to, like, live our lives based on this other thing. Right. Like, we are living here now. We are here now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in these uh, cases, you have to acknowledge it and tell it, you know, we're here. Um, if you get rid of us or you try to kick us out, more people will come in. You're going to have to deal with, you know, just mm. many of us coming in and out of here. Yeah. So we got to find an equilibrium. You got to sage <laughs> that shit. Because that's... Sage oh. it to death. Holy water, everything. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. So here are a couple of more dwellings to mm. talk about. So we have the Hudson apartment. Mm. And the majority of these are off of Hollywood Boulevard. That makes sense. So the Hudson apartment was built in 1917. Mm -hmm. It still stands today. Co-founders of Paramount Pictures and MGM built what was called, what was then called the Hillview Hollywood Hotel, an apartment to cater to aspiring actors in silent films. So it catered to Charlie Chaplin, who then later owned the building. And Rudolph Valentino had a speakeasy in the basement. (laughs) Of course. Of course. They have experienced what sounds like music and jabber going on in the basement. Mm. Every time someone would go and check, nothing's there. 
they have also have claimed to see a man from the 20s always residing downstairs. And the manager, whose name is Mia Shambria, um, has even stated, I, it's hard for me to rent the place sometimes because the man from the 20s would always show himself to prospective renters Whoa. and disappear in front of them. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So that is now the Hudson Apartments. And then you have the Gershwin Apartments off of Hollywood Boulevard, which is no more than three blocks away from the Hudson. So you have um, the Gershwin, which was built in 1926. James Earl Ray used to live there in 1967 when it was called the St. Francis Hotel. And James Earl Way was the individual who made plans to shoot Martin Luther King. Whoa. Yes. There has been many deaths at this, you know, location. Many people have died and committed suicide there, mm. um, says a former manager, Krista Lynch. The back wing is usually closed off, and it's closed off due to an earthquake they had years ago. So they name it the dead zone. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what? Come on. Um, and the reason why they also name it the dead zone is because people from outside, mainly homeless or transients, would come in there and OD. Oh. So it's already bad juju in that little back wing. And the Hudson, no, the Gershwin, sorry. The Gershwin is very, very haunted because of the amount of suicides they've had there. Um, individuals have seen shadow figures they have experienced cold spots around the apartment oh um, people have been locked out of their apartment for no reason they'll be going downstairs to get the mail they'll leave their door unlocked they'll come back and the door is automatically locked Whoa. yeah so they've had that happen to them at the gershwin then you have the famous knickerbocker mm. which is off of evar yep. avenue all these places is so crazy how they're like well i can just picture the sign for each of them yeah they have these big neon signs <laughs> they are they're all 10 minutes away from our work yeah. oh my god I know. even shorter than that so you have the knickerbocker that was built in 1925 it is now a senior home facility so the knickerbocker back in the 20s was a hotel and a lot of people used to stay at this hotel you had mm. charlie chaplin you also had harry houdini oh wow and it was on Halloween of 1936 where um, Harry Houdini's widow held her 10th annual seance to contact the musician, the musician on the roof. Oh, my God. They did not succeed in it because before Harry Houdini passed, he had shared a, like what it was like a code word between him and his wife. Mm -hmm. If I were to ever come back and if you were to ever try to, you know, contact me via seance, if the clairvoyant would share this word with you you know it's me mm -hmm. but she would always never get that word oh wow so that happened on the roof of the knickerbocker perhaps the strangest tragedy and it it's so close to my heart because it it was one of uh, it was like a famous costume designer oh wow yeah that i actually did a report on in grad school oh. um so this strange tragedy took place in 1962 with the suicide of Irene Gibbons mm -hmm. a costume designer of MGM and she was very talented and amazing I've seen her work in, in publications mm -hmm. she designed costumes for a number of famous actresses like Marlene Dietrich Ooh. Elizabeth Taylor Claudette Colbert Hedy Lamarr even Judy Garland wow. and Lana Turner and many many others like she was the go-to woman yeah. in the 60s and later in her career she worked on several Doris Day films cool. and she even became very close friends with Doris Day so in 1962 after Day noticed that Irene seemed very upset and nervous the costume designer confided to Doris Day in her that she was in love with the actor Gary Cooper and that he was the only man that she had ever loved and sadly Cooper had died in 1961 so she was having a tough time trying to cope with his right. death so on November 15th Irene took a room at the Knickerbocker oh, no. checking in under a different alias she ends up cutting her wrists that doesn't work so she immediately decides no i'm gonna be even more fatal and jump oh. um to her death from her window on the 14th floor her body reportedly ended up on the top of the hotel awning 
where it was later discovered oh, that night. So they didn't find the body till later that Ooh. night on the awning. Yeah. So maintenance workers have reported seeing a woman wandering on the roof. She'll stop in a certain location of the roof and disappear. Oh, my gosh. People have even claimed that on the 14th floor, they see a woman grieving. They've heard a woman crying. Um, they've even seen a woman throw herself from the roof. So oh many God. have seen her on the roof or on the 14th floor. Maintenance workers don't like to go on the roof because she's mainly felt there. And a lot of people even refuse to go in the basement. They see shadowy figures and they notice how the basement door always closes by itself. Nope. <laughs> they'll go in there to do work they'll leave the door open and the door just automatically closed by itself no, no. no, no I know no, no. I know I know then you have the Ravenswood apartment and this one is a beautiful art deco building that was built in 1930 by Paramount Pictures of course as housing for stars they had under contract so uh, many of these stars were Ava Gardner and Clark Gable they lived in the Ravenswood Mae West also moved into the Wave Ravenswood, and she lived in apartment 611 in 1932. Though her stay there was meant to be temporary, she loved the apartment so much that she never left, wow. ever. Though she signed a lifetime lease, many believe that her stay extended even beyond her lifetime, so she died in 1980 sitting in her favorite armchair in her bedroom, and recent tenants of that room swear that they have witnessed twinkling lights around the apartment and some say they even see the figure of May herself. She has never left. That's a good figure, honey. I know, oh, honey. Oh, right. <laughs> I love May West. I, I would be so ecstatic to be in that room. That's, yeah. I that mean, that like, one, I guess, isn't too scary because she's so fabulous. I'd be but, like, ooh. so excited to be like, hey, May, let's have some mimosas. Or yeah, let's get a mimosa, honey. Let's get a mimosa, honey. <laughs> I love her. Oh, no. God, but terrifying. Very scary, which leads me to the biggest apartment of all Hollywood Tower. Yes. I was about to say Hollywood Ter Tower well, Terror. Right, because yeah. yeah. So the Hollywood Tower Hotel was built in 1929 oh. and hosted many a Hollywood stars like Errol Flynn, W.C. Fields, and John Barrymore, who is related to Drew Barrymore. Yes. So the ballroom on the top of the floor was a grand and popular location for famous Hollywood parties with its up-close view to the Hollywood sign, which is true, because mm -hmm. if you go on the roof, you could see, like... I've been on that roof. Oh, you have? Yes, so... Well, I'll, you finish the <laughs> I, I want to hear about this. I, I have a very specific... It's, like, the most Hollywood story, so I'll, I'll save it for a second. <laughs> I'll right hear one uh, of your Hollywood stories. So, okay, yeah, basically... <laughs> Just the most ridiculous night. But oh yeah. my, I cannot wait. I think a lot of us can't wait to hear Yeah, woo! <laughs> okay, so it seems like um, at this point it is the fashion to build a hotel and a string of murders and suicides will follow. So there are rumors at this point during the 30s and 40s that the mafia were using this location to throw people from the back of the building and quite a few people have lost their lives due to these mafia groups that at one point ruled half of Hollywood. So there are also other deaths that were documented of people throwing themselves to their death from the 8th or 12th floor windows. And um, to this very day, uh, people do see what looks like partial or full-bodied apparitions of people kind of standing on the windowsill of um, their apartment floor and throwing themselves to their death. They'll rush over to the window, but nothing or no one is there. And there's even reports of a shadowy figure floating from one floor to the next, along with full-bodied apparitions of men from the 30s. They look like they're dressed from the 30s. And then you go into the 70s and 80s, the hotel falls into a decline, and then is soon purchased to build, you know, apartments. And then you have Disney coming in to create a ride, which leads me to ask you, Bryce, have you ridden the ride? Because I haven't. I've been on the one in Orlando, which I believe, well, actually, did they change both of them? They did. They so, It's now the Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Galaxy which yeah. I was initially super pissed off about because I loved the Hollywood Tower of Terror. I loved I the like old-timey like aura that it all had. I so know. I was a huge fan of it. But... I like regretfully was totally won over. I was just at 
uh, Disneyland for the first time. I'd never been to Disneyland in California. So <laughs> my first time. And we went and it, they did a really good job. It's not just like a fresh coat of paint. It's like a whole new storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's like super engaging. And each time you ride it, I mean, I sound like a total salesperson for this ride, but it like changes the like the animation screen is different every time you ride it and mm-hmm. the song is different every time you ride it so they actually did a really good job and totally like won me over because I was so skeptical because I was such a huge fan right. of the like Twilight Zone and uh-huh. you know Disneyland especially right now is going through a lot of overhaul that like people are pretty upset about yeah um, <laughs> oh, yeah you know Pixar Land is taking over the roller coaster mm-hmm. and it's going to be a whole it's not even like they're not keeping that roller coaster. No. So I think people are pretty skeptical. Yeah. But from my experience, like, it was actually pretty excellent. They did a really good job with it. I remember passing by it, like, uh, many times. I just didn't want to take the ride. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't do those types of rides where sure. you just go all the way up to the tippy top and then you just drop down. I just, right. I can't. I can't. So <laughs> it's, like, even more intense now. Cause, so I was probably 16 when I rode the one in Orlando. That's, like, the last time. And then... Did we ride it when I went? I went to Disney World with my sister right before I moved to LA. But I don't remember if we rode that ride or not. But how I remember it is that it like takes you up and like each like little bit there's like a little Twilight Zone movie of the yeah. floors and like the five people. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the reveal and the one big drop. Yeah. That is not how the Guardians of the Galaxy is. You oh, like get strapped no. in and you like <laughs> rock it up and I've it drops seen you. A and video it's like promo up and down. of it and it looks extremely intense. It's so much fun. We wrote it like so many times. No way. But I mean, I was screaming like an actual <laughs> little girl. I was just like so into it. But it's, I mean, you're up and down at least twenty times. The it's biggest amazing. question, Bryce, is there a picture circulating? You know, when they take those like still shots of you, like. Yep. Like midway in the ride. Oh yeah, there's there's at least three. There's at least three, and I'm eyes squinched, screaming. I look like there's a, tears. Oh yeah, I'm like a bearded twelve year old girl, running. just horrified. But it was awesome. Yeah, they got me. They got me good. Oh my goodness, I love seeing those types of pictures of yes. those people like midway of the ride, and you yeah. just see like their extreme oh, facial yeah. structures and features. I love it. That's me. That was me. <laughs> no, I avoided that ride. I've, I've seen the movie that um, Disney did. They did the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. It was like a made-for-TV movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had the same story. But it's so fucking weird that they would do something like that, take mm-hmm. a tragedy and market it as like a fucking ride. So did the Twilight Zone do an episode on it first, or did the Disney ride come? Do you know? That I'm not sure. Me neither. I just didn't know if you happen to know off the top of your yeah, head. Yeah, that I'm not it's sure. it's also intertwined. Yeah, it's very much intertwined. I believe that Disney. Interesting. Disney took the idea. But I could be wrong. what's that thing? Like, tragedy plus time is comedy. So Exactly. We have, like, Titanic bounce castles now. So, you know what Jesus I mean? Christ, like I know. It, it, at the time, must have been so devastating. But let's make a ride out of it. They also have Titanic costumes. Perfect. I know. It's amazing. I know. It's insane. So, uh, let's see. Back in the 90s, this was documented. Back in the 90s, there was a woman visiting her friend that lived there in the apartments. And the woman claimed to be a clairvoyant. So, before entering the place, she had never heard of any of the stories, mm-hmm. any of the lore of the building's supposed haunted history. So, upon entering the, vi- the building, she immediately started to freak out. She rode the elevator up to her friend's apartment and that the elevator was filled with what she described as whooshing spirits floating all around the elevator back and forth. She said she couldn't even stay with her friend and had to take the stairs back down. She said she didn't want to go back into the place. It was just too much energy. But um, you can... I think they used to do haunted tours during Halloween clairvoyance uh, other clairvoyants have entered the place and have felt you know a mixture of different types of energies where you go up and down the stairs you'll feel cold spots being touched and nothing comes out of from the uh, from the roof the rooftop is another big area now but they've said that the rooftop is pretty positive like they don't feel a negative 
presence. It's pretty neutral on the roof. And you said you went into a party. Yeah, so I'm surprised that they didn't Hollywood feel party? anything because we certainly had some <laughs> negative energy going on up there. Um, <laughs> Did it start with Johnny and end with Walker? <laughs> oh, my God. It, doesn't it always, though? Let's be honest. Um, no, you know what it was is that I, I have another podcast that I do with a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. he does sort of very extravagant parties every year for his birthday so the first year that we moved out here I met him at school we actually lived together uh, at an apartment building that is literally the building behind one of the buildings that you talked about the uh, what was it called the old person's home oh the knickerbocker I lived in the building behind the knickerbocker oh yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) as you were talking about I was like yes I know exactly where that is (laughs) Um, our building was like brand new it used to be a grocery store and then they covered it and built an apartment building so it was like brand new it was really nice Mm -hmm. Uh, thank god because I cannot live in a haunted apartment (laughs) so he threw this huge party um, and it kind of became this like social event of the school year like all three years were there I mean almost the entire school was there he had like rented out the entire so there's actually two wings of the rooftop right and he rented out like one of the wings there was like a DJ and it basically he like entered he had like a music video entrance it was stop it tell me did he have a cape he, okay. Or her jacket on. I can see him in that. It's actually even more chaotic than that. He had... Stop it. Oh, he's going to hate me so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. I hope he hears me describe in detail what he looked like. There's photos. Um, he had black raccoon eyeliner across his whole like T-zone. Oh, my God. And he was shirtless with like a chain around him. And there was these two like zombies, basically, that were like friends of ours in acting school (laughs) and they were like painted like zombies so they like were holding him and he was like trying to break free from his chain and then he had this like (laughs) duct tape like shorts that he had made oh my god and then like these platform thigh high boots stop it and a cane with this like crystal letter of his name on top of it and I then it's like pictures. I'm, I have I them I'll show them too <laughs> and then this like huge music video that he had like shot in our apartment like a month before and like it was this whole thing and it came in and it was like crazy so then he like does this huge entrance the party gets like super amped up I mean there's like cocaine everywhere and like my little midwestern self is like guys like what are we doing <laughs> Like, be, is, I mean, it's not a party in Hollywood without No, cocaine, I mean, right? it was everywhere. People are getting destroyed. Stop like, it. So this is in 2012? 2000, oh no, that's too early. I came here in 2011. And there's, like, MTV, like, celebrities that are showing up. Not, like, big ones, but, like, if I was saying the names. The hike, yeah. I can't say names. Um, but, like, literally... You'd be like, yep, I know who that is. Yep, I know who that mm-hmm. is. Like the B team of like the early, oh, like, like Road Rules. Probably. All those like MTV and people that you were watching in like the mid two thousands were showing up. Real like, world getting oh, stop it turned, and oh so like God. to the point that like there's people like peeing on the roof. Like it was oh so chaotic were they and peeing like off the roof, like everything, oh literally everything. I'm surprised it just no one getting, fell to their death. I mean, we got really lucky because people were so obliterated. No. And just kept getting more and more amped. And I think we were supposed to be out of there by like 2. Stop it. It was like 6 a.m. You guys were definitely theater students. Oh, <laughs> totally. Like it was, And the thing is, is like so many people, this is like their, you know, I had gone to school and then came out here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just come straight out of high school. So like they're finally free. Like they're you were free. saying with your friend. Yeah. And they were ready to party. party. And I'm just sitting there with like my little vodka soda like. What do I do? Yeah. So that was definitely like... How do I get home? You know, we threw it ourselves, but it did kind of turn into this like Oh my God, I'm huge, surprised that the cops never showed up. They did. Oh, there shit. was like a noise complaint and then <laughs> someone like accidentally tried to pull a fire alarm, but it wasn't Stop hooked it. up somehow. Stop it. So it was like only going off in like part of the... Bil- it was... It was just chaos. I mean, even to the, like, so then my friend, he got proposed to by his then boyfriend, and he said yes, even though they had only been dating for, like, 
a month. That lasted a day. Yeah. So he's now in a very happy relationship and not, thank goodness, not dating that Oh, man. my gosh. It was the craziest. So even if there were ghosts or hauntings there, we were all too crazy to You're notice. partying with the spirits. We, you mean, guys were living it up. They are like, mm, no chaos right now. Can, we're I, just, can I get some of that cocaine? Sure, know, ghost. Sure. Yeah, it was... <laughs> chaos oh my god so then god. of course like the next day or like on Monday whenever it was we were all just like mum's the word like everyone literally the whole school essentially was there stop it but everyone just pretended like nothing had ever happened everyone was quiet because they were all so like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. messed up it was it was they were fun, too hung over yeah it they was a fun so party but over. they're trying to like replay the night in their head they're like I don't know what I did oh I woke up Somewhere in the gutter. It was that Yucca and Ivar. <laughs> it was literally and this has happened a couple of times with this parties, but it really is like that movie like the party just keeps getting bigger and bigger and you're just like, What it does, it just gains a life of its own. Bacchus himself like shows up and mm-hmm. you just gotta strap in at that point because you can't you know, <laughs> just done. Oh my god. Yeah, so not a haunting, but a very cliche Holland wood party oh i my guess God. i have to hear the other stories from these other people I that know. attended <laughs> I, I can find some probably <laughs> oh my <laughs> if they'll God. admit to it that is so insane yep now we are a hollywood party podcast yes we are oh <laughs> gross no oh those my days gosh. are behind me no, too... i used to party in hollywood too i dated a club promoter Oof. yeah my like my liver and my bladder yep. hated and your me wallet for it. Oh no! Well, actually, you're a woman, so you, and he was. He a was a promoter, and so I nice. loved it because one, I was like getting to know these like cool places yeah. where the hills are being filmed, yep. Yep. <laughs> and also like when you're dating a club promoter, like all the drinks are free. I love it. All the drinks are free. Club promoters hit me up. But it sucked because like he's promoting clubs, so it's like you have to you know walk to different tables and introduce yourself Ugh. and he has to like talk to all these other people then you're left alone having these artificial conversations sure. you know with Jacqueline who oh, Jacqueline. <laughs> recently left porn and is now trying to make it big <laughs> as a hand model so <laughs> Jacqueline no <laughs> but she has aspirations so Bless there you her. go I know <laughs> follow your star girl well we have like before we close, we have that haunted apartment dormitory yes. where we work. Yes. And that's intense. We have to do a full on episode I with was it. Because that's kind of how the week got started. Yes. Is we started talking about oh, yeah. the apartment at the school and how crazy it's all been. So we're just going to give you the cliff notes real yes. quickly. Um, I already knew that the school itself had mm-hmm. a lot of history because Charlie Chaplin used to own that property. Mm-hmm. His homes are there. The original structures are there. Yep. Next door is where the studios used to be located. The orange groves. The, the orange studios. groves. Yep. Everywhere. A lot Lord of knows there. what was absorbed in that earth, in mm-hmm. that ground during during that time period back in the 1920s. So I always heard stories of happenings going on in the school. Then we had not necessarily built a dormitory it was an apartment that this school sure. purchased to flip it into a dormitory but it was a big project it felt like they built an apartment mm-hmm. complex um so they turned it into a dormitory we didn't think anything of it because it, it looks brand spanking new beautiful it's it's all modern structure mm-hmm. so i want to say like what eight months six months into About, it yeah yeah we start hearing from other students that crazy shit's going on mm-hmm crazy stuff is happening in the dorms and one student well actually two they live together one girl she is very sensitive Mm -hmm. she has spoken to the entities of the dormitory slash apartments um but they have had some crazy experiences um one big one they had was one of the roommates had a um, alexa that um would play music from her ipod and out of nowhere, the Alexa starts playing Hannah Montana. Hmm. And the girl's kind of embarrassed because she's like, oh, my God, like, I, I swear to God, that is not in my iTunes. Mm-hmm. I do not have that in my iTunes. I don't know where that's from. I didn't even request it. And one of the girls who was staying in, in the apartment um, who's a sensitive said, oh, yeah, it's the girl that I see. She likes Hannah Montana. And they 
freaked out. They freaked out, and, and even the girl was telling them, yeah, you know, she doesn't want to come out and, and say it, that she really likes it, because, you know, she's a little embarrassed. And they're like, what little girl? Who, who are you talking to? Well, this little girl has made herself known to me in this building. She dates back to at least late 1800s, Whoa. early 1900s. She's about the age of eight or nine, and she is pretty much roaming around the second floor of this apartment wow. or dormitory. So she has been felt. She has been seen. There's even been people that have complained to RAs that there is a little girl running up and down the hallway laughing and giggling. Whoa. Yeah. So that is happening. That is going on over there. And there's other entities that I don't think have come with the like the apartment mm-hmm. dormitory. They date back to an earlier period. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned in episode one, like Hollywood was a settlement mm-hmm. and it was a land built on layers. So these layers tend to absorb and in ways manifest. And that's pretty much what's going on in that dormitory. And then you even brought up the fact, too, that you have these individuals. Because where we work at is a school for acting. Mm -hmm. So we get these green, young students, very young. And they come in. They're new to L.A. Mm -hmm. They have other issues that they're going through, mental issues. And when you're acting and learning acting, you're learning how to act. You're opening up different emotions and those can manifest or pretty much I don't know attract other energies into the light I guess you Mm -hmm. can say yeah I mean I even when I was there there were instances so so much of the school has been renovated that again even in my tenure there so three years as a student I've been working there for about five years now the building itself has undergone so many changes there are rooms that are no longer even the rooms like they started out as storage now they're a classroom then Mm -hmm. they became a studio um and so there's been energy even when i was a student there there was like incidents that were happening that were like unexplainable and not full-on manifestations like are happening now in the dorms but just very clearly there's just so much it's like a pressure cooker mm-hmm. on that little block of a campus you know what i mean i think there's just so much that's sort of being compressed together through the history of that mm-hmm. tract of land again like where we are it was where the bungalows were and then the essentially the start of the orange groves the famous charlie chaplin orange groves right so again like there's just so much of Hollywood history there, which is such a huge selling point for the school. But then in terms of what we're all discussing, it's like, yeah, and that history, you cannot pave over it. It is there manifesting itself in all these different ways. Right. It's so crazy. And they are being attracted to a lot of these students that are, you know, they're in those dormitories. Mm-hmm. They're in their rooms rehearsing a very intense scene. Right. And Lord knows what type of, you know, sensitivity they have, too. Mm-hmm. So they're attracted to that. So we would love to go on and on about it, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm going to... Because I, I do have... There's, like, a couple stories I want to talk about, but I want to save them, I think. Not to, like, yes. dangle the carrot. Make, but. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it will it will cost us do, another hour and yeah, a half. Yeah, we're going to have to do a whole episode. We have to. So like, we crazy. will. But we want you guys to, you know, be hungry for more. Yes. We got you. <laughs> but this is pretty much our episode of Famous Hollywood Haunted Apartments. And we do ask you guys, would you sign the lease? Mm. Knowing that you know this apartment has some energy it has some history would you definitely sign it not to mention even in these apartments i was looking at some of the rent Oof. for a studio it's 11.98 mm-hmm. and for a one bedroom at the hollywood terror is 22.85 unbelievable and i went on the yelp reviews and it looks like shit really it's so bad it's everyone's complaining about it because I don't know what it is about these people that buy them. They don't upkeep with the whole building. Mm. And it's like, within time, these structures are going to fall apart. Well, they know they don't have to because everybody no. is looking for... I mean, gentrification is plaguing our city right it now. It is. It's insane. We're in a full-on housing crisis. So. We are. It's... Oh, God. I yeah, know. I don't even... It's chaotic, but these slumlords can get away with it because they can. of this. So they can. They can charge you $2,000 for a closet, and you, you have so 
little recourse. Like, I have a copy of the L.A. Tenants' Rights, Mm -hmm. and they're just such a specific set of circumstances for you to pass class action lawsuits or demand your money back or get refunds or not have to pay or renters and all of this. Like, you really have to, like, know your shit just to even be treated like a normal human being. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. I I, like, I don't think it's in there but I wonder if you could like negotiate a lower price if your like building was haunted <laughs> like look I'll stay here so that you can like keep making money but if I'm gonna have to listen to like a little girl playing Hannah Montana I'm gonna pay half price I'm gonna pay half of what each usually charge Other, like, no. I think your weapon in that is like otherwise I'm gonna yelp and tell everyone that this right. is haunted like right. pick your battle but <laughs> Honestly, for a washer and central air and a parking spot, I would live with a ghost, I think. I would. I would sign that lease. Yeah. I would bring in... I, I would negotiate. I'd yeah. Be like, oh, yeah. It's 2018. You, you you scared me out, which would be hard to do. You're going to have to deal with other people. Let's let, let's make a peace truce. Yeah. Um, please don't have, like show up behind me if I'm like ever. washing oh my, my God, face ever. in the bathroom mirror and then I look up and you appear. Fuck that shit. Don't uh-huh. do that. Please, like, I don't have a rocking chair. If I ever do have one, don't, don't rock, rock it. it back and fucking no. forth. Please don't do that. Leave um, rocking chairs alone. Please leave me alone in my sleep because my sleep time is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And if you do not agree with any of these terms, I will bring the fucking priest here with some holy water. I would fucking yes. douse his place, bless his home, cleanse it, yep. everything. You're about to get passed on. Passed on to another one. Mm-hmm. So, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. I mean... With the way housing is, maybe. I, I would mm-hmm. definitely sign the lease. I sign the lease. I mean, yeah. Especially if it's May West. Yeah, if it's May West, um, yeah. Can, come on. Yeah. We'll be watching reruns of Golden Girls for yeah. Mimosas. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's take this to a closing mm. right now. I just want to give a shout-out to our pretty much our spiritual bays out there uh definitely two girls and one ghost i see you guys on instagram i see you on twitter you guys are amazing i always hear your episodes of your podcast especially the one about black eyed children oh my god you have to listen to it it's freaking insane but i see you and i love you guys so much i'm a big fan but let's bring this to a close shall we let's do it all right, thank you guys for listening to Holly Weird Paranormal. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Holly Weird Paranormal and on Twitter at HWP Podcast. Yay.